How much further would you be if you maximize your potential? Let's figure that out on A Word with Anthony Walker. Today's word is potential. Potential. Noun. Currently unrealized ability. When you look at the word potential, you can't help but see the word potent. Potent means power. It's a force. Another word that comes to mind when I hear potent is omnipotent. With the prefix omni, it makes the word mean all-powerful. We see this description of God. He's almighty, all-powerful. Or you can go to the other extreme and see the word impotent. Impotent means lack of power. When we add the suffix I-A-L, which means of, like, or related to, we get potential. The word packs so much power, yet we have to discover its full capacity. For some, sometimes potential can be a frightening thing, like a blank piece of paper, or a blank Word document, or an empty space. All of those items have potential. The piece of paper could be turned into a work of origami, or it could be a canvas for a portrait. It could be the medium on which a great poem or story is written. However, if it is matched with a blank mind, it could be the scene of a nightmare, especially if the paper is due tomorrow. That empty space has the potential to be a studio, a workspace, or or it could be a place of meditation where it could remain a rather empty space, but with the right focus, it could be a place where one could empty their mind so that it may have the potential to be cleaned, organized, and filled. Oh, the potential. However, unless it is acted upon, it will remain just a blank sheet of paper. Unless the mind is filled with ideas, which are pathways into the wilderness of wonder and possibility, the mind will also remain an empty space full of potential. One challenging reality of life is the fact that if we are granted life, we have the same 24 hours as the next person. One of the most valuable commodities we have is time. It is extremely valuable, primarily because we don't know how much we have, yet subsequently, we are losing it every day. David said, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. When it comes to counting items, its number isn't nearly as significant as if we number them. When we number an item, each one is unique in value. Given our leakage of time, firsts are very important. 
first steps, first words, first day of school, first car, first house. But of all our first, they aren't nearly as important as our next. Our first was stepping in, but our next has the potential to step up or step out. Sometimes we are thrust into situations beyond our control. But our next step, we have input and we must examine the potential of our next because the possibilities are limitless. Limitless. It's a movie I enjoyed and occasionally go back and watch a time or two. It's about a man who was just meandering through life, going through the motions of mediocrity. He stumbled upon a pill that enabled him to unlock the full power of his brain. He went from average Joe to Albert Einstein by taking a pill. He saw things he never noticed. He thought in ways he had never thought. He remembered everything. He devoured books and the internet. With a pill, he maximized the potential of his mind and thus his life. Until, well, I don't want to give it away. But that movie often made me think. You've heard how we don't use but 10% of our brains, right? Well, that's just a myth. A healthy, functioning human being uses all of their brain. I would argue we probably use about 10% of our potential. From the moment we are born, our brains are learning, adapting, computing, remembering, growing, learning, adapting, adjusting. It's a part of the reason why we have to sleep. We have to shut down the system for a few hours for maintenance and inventory. But guess what? Even while we are sleeping, parts of the brain are still working, maintaining our organ functions and processing the information that we've learned. But here's the problem. Somehow we've decided that learning stops at a certain age. Once we graduate high school or college, we start shutting down some of the learning systems. And to add on top of that, we have a fast food diet of information. See, fast foods and processed foods are partially broken down when we eat them. On top of that, they are filled with some of the sugars and salts that hit the tasty pressure points in our body. So our belly feels full and it tasted good, but your body didn't have to work to break it down. And it was nutrient deficient. The more you eat it, the more some of your body's natural factories and processing centers shut down. Similarly, we are fed information daily that we don't have to critically think to process. We're told what's hot and what's not, who we should like and why, what's in and what's out, whose side you should be on. 
We literally have billions of answers at our fingertips. So no more thinking and figuring out. No more studying up on the issue. We just pull the lever, enter the data, and keep moving. Every blue moon, a great idea may pop up, but who's going to develop it? Perhaps someone else is already on it. And here we are on the marshy meadows of mediocrity. We clock in, we clock out, rinse and repeat. But there's something in there, untapped, waiting to be accessed. You got it. It's potential. If you picked up a book and started reading, some of those old processing plants in your mind start cranking up again. And that's just the start of it. Another phrase that I find related to the word potential is potential energy. This principle blows my mind. I don't want to get too deep in a physics lesson, but take this balloon, for example. It's just sitting here. If by chance the knot was untied at the bottom of this balloon, it would shoot up. But if nothing happened, it would stay there. What's the point? For so many of us, we're like this balloon, full of potential, full of the capacity to learn, full of so many things to do, but we're tied up or somehow locked up in the prisons of our mind. We've allowed past failures to hinder us from accessing new pathways. We've allowed mediocrity to attempt to satiate our desire for wonder and adventure. Who knows how far we would be, could be, or should be if we maximized our potential. One of the most intriguing people I've ever learned about was a man by the name of Leonardo da Vinci. He was truly truly a renaissance man. He was an engineer, a scientist, a theorist, architect, inventor, and anatomist. He studied areas of astronomy, botany, paleontology, and all aspects of nature. His mind was all over the place. His notebooks are filled with ideas from every kind of thought, and study one could imagine. He had notes upon notes of inventions. He theorized and drew prototypes of helicopters. Yes, helicopters, before we had even learned to fly. As an anatomist, he detailed the anatomy of animals and people that scientists studied from them for centuries. He even diagnosed some diseases due to his anatomy work, diseases we wouldn't find out for centuries later. I think he just went after everything his mind could ponder, learned about it, pursued it, and did it. But what I recently learned about Leonardo took it to an even higher level for me. In a letter that he wrote basically applying for a type of job 
I want you to listen to how he gives his resume. He notes, I have plans for light and strong, easily portable bridges. I know how to quickly get water out of moats in case of a siege. I have methods of destroying any kind of fortress unless it was built on a rock. I have different kinds of cannons that are easily portable that can shoot several small cannonballs as well as take on fire without being damaged. I have ways that one can get through mines and and pathways without being detected. I have designs on covered vehicles that can take on enemy fire and penetrate enemy and their artillery. Oh, and by the way, the cannon designs I have are beautiful and functional. I also have designs on catapults. I've got some weaponry that can help in sea battles as well. And finally, if we are in time of peace, I can be of use as an architect designing any kind of building, public buildings, commercial, private, as well as routing waterways. This was his itemized job application. These were the items he said he could do. But then at the bottom, he says, and I quote, also, I can execute sculpture in marble, bronze and clay. Likewise, in painting, I can do everything possible as well as any other, whosoever he may be. Get this. Basically, the guy who painted the most famous portrait in the world, the Mona Lisa. He also painted The Last Supper and Salvatore Mundi, which sold for a little over $450 million, along with other paintings and drawings. This guy said, oh, by the way, I can paint. By his own assessment of himself, he saw his painting as an afterthought. But he was so skilled at it, we view his painting as a strong point. Obviously, he was a great painter. It's just that he was on a journey to maximize his potential. He's one of those people that you couldn't squeeze any more out of him if you tried. Keep this in mind. This same guy operated on the same 24 hours that you and I have. Now, he didn't have a cell phone or television or even Internet but he has left an indelible mark on this earth 500 years after his death and counting. So how do we maximize our potential? Well, your potential is relative to you. So don't compare yourself to anyone else. I couldn't possibly give each of you your maximum potential. But what I can share are ways that can help you on the journey to maximizing your potential. Number one, read something new. Reading books helps to expand the mind. Reading is like having a steak versus having a burger. One is halfway ground up, 
The other, you have to break down yourself. So reading helps to stretch those mental muscles, which in turn gets you thinking and processing on a different level. All great leaders are readers. A characteristic of those who have left a major impact on society is that they were all well read. Number two, learn something new. I don't know how much this will help you, but it has been a joy for my wife and I. A few years back, we committed to about an hour a day learning something new, learning a new skill or a new concept. Some of those things we've learned, we use. Some we don't. But there are some things that we do today that we learned years after high school or college. We've learned things, especially outside of our job. So learn something new. Number three, do something new. Again, even doing something is a part of the exploratory process. The thing that you've thought of, try it. The place you wanted to go, go. Even that thing you thought you'd never do, do it. And here's the part that I'm still adapting to. Do it even before you're 100% ready. You don't have to wait until you've got everything just right. Start where you are and perfect it on the way. Leonardo da Vinci worked on the Mona Lisa for nine years. Nine years. But it is still revered 500 years later. So go ahead and get started. Even as you listen to this podcast, you are an example of potential energy. The information you've heard will rattle around in your brain and expand it. What will you do with it? What will you do with today? If nothing changes, nothing changes. An object in motion will stay in motion, but an object at rest will stay at rest unless it unlocks its potential. Thank you for sharing a word with Anthony Walker.